That was perfect. I had like just a tremendous headache and I took some headache meds about 40 minutes ago and then it kicked in literally like two minutes ago. Oh. So it's rad. So rad. you're basically telling me that whole 10 yards gave you a headache or you no, I had a headache before watching it, and then whole 10 yards did not cure it. Oh. And in fact, may have never been prescribed for headaches. Oh. That's what I get for getting my news from One American News Network. <laughs> uh, Dr. Oz actually suggested uh, Will Sway Pod for. Oh, um, yeah. Did did yeah. Doctor Oz? Oh my God, that's why it was so familiar. Because fucking Doctor Oz is a real to do <laughs> human, and he's running for a thing. I was like, why was Doctor Oz popping up in my brain with like the familiarity meter? This is Doctor Oz. This Doctor Oz. That. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm gonna be honest. I forgot Doctor Oz was in this movie when I made that joke just now. I was thinking the like <laughs> huckster that's running for office, dude. Um, He's like the most unlikable person that's run for office in a hot second um, since probably 2020. Uh. (laughs) Get together, have a few laughs. Uh Uh-oh, shit, lady, do I sound like I'm ordering a pizza? Lady, put the freaking gun down on the ground right now. Take your shot across the freaking street and say that until he's going to get you. Hello, and welcome to... Where there's a Willis, there's a way. A film podcast about the multitude of works by Bruce Willis. My name is Josh Carter. And I'm Kendrick Martin. Did you say the multitude? Because if you did, we should always do that. If you didn't, <laughs> we'll just pretend like it's like you didn't. You know, you know, um, I don't know. And it's a good thing that this isn't recorded, so I can't go back and check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll never know. Nope. Today... On this episode, we will be covering The Whole Ten Yards, directed by Howard Deutsch, written by Mitchell Kepner and George Gallo. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, what we do here is an in-depth breakdown of a movie starring Bruce Willis, both from a film perspective and his individual contribution. We then add the movie to our ranking. We talk trivia and whisk the wheel of Willis. You can find every single one of our previous episodes. Every single one, Kendrick, is that right? Am I reading that right? Right. Wow. Except the deleted ones, but yeah, otherwise. Oh, wow. So true. So true. Um, You can find all of our previous episodes over at williswaypod.com, and then you can find other episodes in the Last of the Action Heroes podcast network over at lastoftheactionheroes.com. And then uh, thank you to everyone who supports the podcast. If you want to support this podcast, obviously thoughts and prayers are appreciated. But you could also head over to anchor.fm slash willis way. And your support goes a long way to help us produce the podcast from um, buying my, my beer before we talk. I don't drink beer. From buying my cider before we talk to helping us rent the old movies. And then if you also want to support us for free other than praying or thinking, you can go and rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And then tell your friends and your friends' friends, since everyone needs a Bruce Willis podcast. Mm-hmm. I uh, tend to do the after-show beer, not the not the pre-show beer. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, keeps you sharp. Just wanted to call that out. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, thanks, everyone, for supporting us. We also, in addition to this podcast, we've been doing a uh, a separate little bonus chit chat. We say we've gotten a little feedback saying Josh and I are too funny and and gregarious, and <laughs> people want just you know just the facts, um, just the just the Bruce Willis facts. And so we've been saving all of our gregarities for our little bonus chit chats where we talk about different topics, uh, you know what we've been eating. What, what ciders we've been drinking. So mm. those are great. We publish them in between our regular episodes. Um, yep. I just checked. We did not receive any uh, ratings since the last time we talked. Boo! Yeah, that's a real saddening sadness in my heart. <laughs> it's a real sadness in my heart. It's super easy to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and even easier on Spotify. 
Oh, is it even easier on Spotify? Yeah, now that you figured it out. I don't see a yeah. review. I don't see a review, and I applaud podcast review from a Josh Carter, but I do see a Spotify star rating from a Josh Carter. Oh, oh okay. There you go. There you go. Um, I don't know. I don't like giving out my email, my password to Apple because then I'm afraid that I'm going to have to buy all their products after that. Oh, you'll feel yeah. shamed into not owning any Apple products. Yep. Yep. No, oh, actually, I do own AirPods. So. Oh man, I. Would love a pair of AirPods, but I also don't have the seven hundred dollars they cost. So, <laughs> I think they were like a hundred and some, some, some amount. I don't remember. I bought the like AirPods two, right sure, when like the third. Are you sure that's not out. like the knockoff price? Are you sure they're not? Those aren't called like hair pods or something. Yeah, yeah, they're made out of human hair, recycled. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Gross. Yep. Well, before we talk about this movie that we're talking about, the whole 10 yards, we want to give you an idea if we think uh, you should stop this movie, go watch it, then come back and join us uh, so you don't have to worry about being spoiled. Well, we spoil you anyways. We, we like to spoil our listeners with our charms, mm-hmm. but not every Willis movie is worth a watch, as we've found. Some are, some aren't. So we've come up with the patented, patent pending, Pat Sajak rating system. We rate a movie of Bruce Willis out of a Bruce Willis. The more a Bruce Willis we rate a movie, the better we like it. So Joshua, Mm -hmm. what would you rate the whole 10 yards? Uh, I'm going to give the whole 10 yards a BR for Brockter. Brockter Oz. Brockter Oz. <laughs> um, yeah. I, you know, this movie, it qualifies. It checks all the boxes off that, you know, make a movie a movie. Did I like it? Not really. Oh. oh. So BR. Wow. What a what a serious, you know, check Chekhov's list you got there. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll bring it up at the beginning and then at the very <laughs> end it'll come back and kill somebody and that's that's Chekhov's list. <laughs> so <laughs> That's a funny joke. We should make a checklist called Chekhov's list that has to be brought up. All right. Note that for later cuz that's a that's a good that's, joke. That's that's a good made. one. Yeah, that's we, a good one. That's a gem. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to give it a BRU. Okay. Which All right. You know, I don't know are are the formulas that go into this, but I feel like we're pretty close feelings on this mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have similar similar thoughts. This podcast is nothing nothing else but us going, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> All right, see you next week. <laughs> Except sometimes I'm like, Josh, have you ever lived? Yeah. And you'll be <laughs> That's like, true. yeah, I have. And I'll be like, all right, your your opinion's valid. Yep. If you want to contact us, tell us if our opinion's valid, because I could really use that validation, you can email us, williswaypod at gmail.com. We're also on social medias, at williswaypod. If you want to find other podcasts in the Last of the Action Heroes podcast network, there's a Facebook page for all those podcasts and then a Discord for all of our shows. Uh, it's good. We get some questions. We get some chitter chatter in there. Some of the shows do live um, live recording. Uh, I want to call out this message from Donald in our about our last episode last episode was on rugrats go wild donald said george clooney was paid to just make the dog sounds when he voiced sparky the dog on south park so that's in reference to if you are unfamiliar our last episode josh and i legit thought that um we (laughs) bruce willis (laughs) might just be making dog sounds since his character was the dog um not the case not the case if you go back and listen you'll hear that he does actually say some words um but uh yeah all that to say the discord is where some fun fun chitter chatter is going on 
Uh, one of these days, it'd be nice if we can get a live recording in there and, and get all of our fans, our fans and flans, to join us. Mm, yep. Uh, all right, so we're going to get into the whole 10 yards. Jimmy, I thought I married a contract killer, not Martha Stewart. Hey, I'm in disguise, Jill. Well, this is a dumb disguise. Disrespect, disrespect, disrespect. Jimmy the Tulip is back, and he hasn't lost his touch. Jimmy, don't shoot, it's me, it's us. I know. Okay, that almost hit me. Laugh of Gogolak was at my house. Oh my God. Where's Jimmy? I know, he's still alive. <laughs> Cynthia's been kidnapped. I need your help. This could be great. I'll wait for you to get back in the game. Yes, back in the game. I have no intention of getting back in the game. I like cooking, I like cleaning, and I like to decorate. So, this is how a retired mass murderer acts? No, this is the way a retired mass murderer acts. Noted. Anybody home? You really are a nitwit, Oz. Who builds these things? You refuse to follow the ABCs of professional killing. There's an actual ABCs of professional killing? Shut up. There's a new sheriff in town. Cease fire! Cease the firing! The firing should be ceased! Oh! Sorry, that was me. Don't have to shoot Oz, honey. Bruce Willis. Stay away from my chickens, Oz. Are you wearing bunny slippers? Matthew Perry. You're afraid of everything, Oz. That is so not true. Amanda Pete. I want you to feel my heart. I don't uh, think that's your heart. Kevin Pollock. How long do you think you can hide from me? <laughs> that was fun. Natasha Henstridge. She's a buttercup scout. I think there's something in her hand. Cookies? You need some psychotherapy. Yards. You know I was a bedwetter? Oh, oh, oh. Hey, what is this thing? Get it out of here. Why? Because I hate it. Check. That audio was from The Whole Ten Yards. I'm going to go ahead and read the description from IMDb. Jimmy the Tulips, Bruce Willis, quiet new life is shaken up by his old pal, Dr. Oz, Matthew Perry whose wife, Natasha Henstridge, Henstridge? Henstridge, that sounds right, has been kidnapped by a Hungarian mob. The Tulip and his wife, Jill, Amanda Pete, spring into action. And you can find this movie on Video On Demand. You know, uh, why do you think they called this movie The Whole Ten Yards? Um... That's my biggest problem. Yeah? No. Yeah, they, they don't really explain it at all. But did they explain the whole nine yards? Did they explain why that was a thing? Well, the didn't last we look time? it up and it was actually like it means like fabric amount of, or something? amount of fabric it takes to complete a dress? A, a monk's garb or a dress? Yeah. I don't I know. I don't remember. <laughs> so the whole 10 yards is like everything you need plus a little more. Maybe that's what I was getting at. Well, then I think it is wrongly named. um yeah where to even start with this uh so looking ahead i want to i want to i'll start by looking ahead okay as uh, one often does we are (laughs) entering next week we're covering (laughs) yeah yeah. hi uh we are entering about to be entering the action hero superstar phase of bruce willis you might say well hasn't he been in that phase and no i would say he's been in like a mixed drama role phase we're Mm -hmm. about to enter like straight johnny action all the time superhero or sorry action hero movie um and this could be the last time we get drunk ridiculous bruce willis we don't know but we never know I, I know I know at least one of the movies coming up we get to see some some more ridiculousness. Actually, no, he's very serious in that one. You might be right. There, there's a there's a common phrase 
in um like parenting books that's like you never know the last time you hold your kids in your arms because you're never like okay after today you're gonna be too big for me to carry you around Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always like a thing like, oh man, when was the last time I could hold you in my arms? So I'm just saying we have to be, we have to be thinking, is this the last time we're going to see ridiculous Bruce Willis screaming and wearing a dress? Yeah. Uh, That's a good question. I also, I also want to call out on the YouTube for the trailer. Uh, there is a, a selection of comments as there tends to be one, one of them is uh from someone named tanka craig kaseki this was my grandma's favorite movie she could not understand english but loved the scene where bruce willis mourns his chickens ha 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 rip go go (laughs) um which you know i don't know what my grandma's favorite movie was so i can't post like a little sweet (laughs) r.i.p grandma you loved (laughs) the way bruce willis laughed at his chickens or whatever i don't i don't have that with my so this movie is yeah. that for that person. And yeah. I can't I can't I can't yuck that. You can't yuck those yams? Nope, I can't yuck those yams. Um but what I can do is yuck a lot of other stuff in this movie. Yeah. Uh yeah. how about you? Tell me your thoughts. What was your feelings yeah. while watching this movie? Yeah, so um the first movie, I, I don't remember if I said this at the time, but when it ended, I was like, "Okay, that was that was an ending of a oh, yeah. of a series of characters that had things happen, and then we left off at good ending points for all of their lives." Yeah, I don't I don't think either of us loved the whole nine yards, but I definitely enjoyed it. Let's see, I'm checking right now. I put it at number eleven. Oh, we both put it at number eleven. So oh, wow, wow, yeah, wow, eleven out of almost forty films. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in the top twenty five percent of movies, I of the Bruce Willis movies that we've watched, I think that that's pretty accurate. Yeah. This movie, on the other hand, there's, um, it has a problem that like a lot of sequels have, where it's okay. The first movie made a lot of money, and narratively we ended it at X spot. In order to get everything to be a movie, we have to put these characters through all these weird circumstances and change some of the motivations and stuff like that in order to make the other movies happen. My favorite example of this is um, the back to the future movies where it was very clearly just one movie. And then in back to the future two and three, they introduced this whole thing where Marty McFly doesn't like being called a chicken and he never backs down from a fight. And that's not a thing in the first movie at all, but then they like have to push it kind of into this movie. And this movie felt like it was pushing a lot of the, a lot of stuff like Bruce Willis seems like he's done with everything at the end of the first movie. And um, Amanda Pete seems like she is more competent than not at the end of the first movie. And then in this movie, she's just like total, <laughs> totally bad at everything that she does. And I don't know. It, it, um it just felt like it, it had to do a lot of work in order to get to the justify its existence category or um point in the movie. And by that point, they've already wasted probably like half hour of what could have been good stuff in the runtime just to get it to the point of where it's like, all right, now the adventure has started. Yeah, I mean, that's often the problem with sequels in in general is your story has like a beginning, middle and end. And usually you Mm -hmm. end with your characters coming out on top and all their problems solved. And for a sequel, you need to introduce new problems. Well, sometimes you can do that, but this movie ended with kind of everybody's life sort of being like the best version of themselves. Um, the first one or the, the, this the one? first one, sorry, full yeah. nine yards. And so what this movie does is introduces a bunch of internal emotional conflicts with our characters mm-hmm. that didn't really feel like it m- like the first movie was definitely whimsical and ridiculous, but it still felt sort of grounded. Um, this movie had to go, had to turn it to eleven, the whole eleven yards, uh, in order to um, create any sort of conflict. And yeah, um, sometimes those jokes worked. Like there are several times that I laughed out loud because of just how ridiculous some of the bits yeah. were. Yeah. But. Uh, it just couldn't figure it was taking itself a little too seriously while also winking at the camera. And I felt like neither of those, um, 
angles really worked. Like I didn't really care. I wasn't sure why I care. Like the whole premise is Dr. Oz's wife gets kidnapped. Mm -hmm. But then we find out that she was sort of in on, she wanted to get kidnapped in order to steal this thing. Like that has got a little convoluted. And I think if it had been like some, there's definitely, there could have been a lot of, uh, you know, space for a fun buddy road trip romp mm-hmm. um, where Dr. Oz, Matthew Perry shows up and is like, my wife got kidnapped. We have to go save her. And then reluctantly drags them across the country and they get into mischief along the way of their own doing and or of external circumstances rather than this, like they travel to California fairly easily and then they decide to go backwards and then they find out that they're like betrayed each other and then the the bad guys are like kind of wandering around getting into their own trouble and mm-hmm. uh people die at random times and you're just like what did that person really die did they just kill a person in this movie um yeah which is kind of a bummer because I was expecting like kind of a really bad movie and then it wasn't as bad as I was expecting and as I thought but it wasn't mm-hmm. good. So it's hard. It's a hard place to put it. Yep. Yep. Nah, I feel ya. I feel ya. Um, there were, I'd say like out of all the jokes in the movie, um, there were several different scenes that kind of worked. And then for every scene that worked, um, you'd get like two scenes that didn't work right afterwards. And then you get back to like a scene that works. And then it'd be a scene that doesn't work, but then there's one good joke in it. And then two more scenes that don't work. I don't know. Um, there were plenty of fun moments. And I think the the big shining bright spot of this movie is Kevin Pollock. I think he's just super, super fucking funny as this, like, dad of the character in the last movie. And bringing him back, I think, was one of the best choices. But then there's a guy who plays his son. And I want to look up the actor because this person's comedic timing or directing or editing... Something was just so, so off, I felt, and <laughs> it was really fucking hard to watch for whatever reason. I think you're thinking of... Uh, oh, Silas uh, Frank, Weir Frank Mitchell. Frank Oh. Am I? Oh, yeah, Frank, Col- Frank Coulson. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. thinking of. Um, well-known character actor. Yeah. Uh, who's been in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, all, felt very strange. And also his death felt very weird. Yeah. Um, after the whole prolonged, like, to keep him tied up, keep him tied up, put him in, the, he escapes and then puts himself in the trunk. Um, yeah. It's just. Yeah. Like, I, I was, wanted them to do, like, a whole weekend at Bernie's sort of situation <laughs> and make it way bigger of a deal. But it's used for, like, one small gag and then that's it. And I was like, this is actually something that would have been really funny to flesh out a lot more but instead you're i don't know bringing it back down to like this weird grounded dramatic place where they're talking about like their marriage problems and stuff like that and it's like well yeah i don't know man yeah the introduction <laughs> of like bruce willis's character struggling with we're never quite sure if it's like impotence or like uh infertility or like what they're trying to have kids but also he's going through like a midlife crisis it just seems very vague and sort of like Mm -hmm. hand wavy man problems Mm -hmm. uh and that's exactly how it felt (laughs) it's yeah i'm just like it felt shoddy and i'm just like who do we just not trust the audience or like feel uncomfortable talking about this stuff like it didn't feel necessary he could have had he could have just been depressed or like he could have just had problems shooting his shooting his targets or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like Amanda Pete's character, right? That's his wife. Mm-hmm. She's Jill. She was having problems killing people, but it was like an accident because they kept dying accidentally before she could kill them. Which uh, I wanted to see a montage instead yeah. of just like one thing. Yeah. Yeah, because her she like explains it, and it was pretty funny. And I was like, "Wow, that's funny." It would have been, yeah. yeah, that would have been a great moment to show us like a list of those things that had happened. Yeah, um, and Bruce Willis the entire time is like, "Well, you did kill this person," and she's yeah. like, "He slipped on a banana peel and fell off of a scaffolding." Like, I wanted to see all sorts of stuff like that. And 
a lot of this movie just felt like the jokes were like half baked or the the comedy was really weird. And part of me wonders if they got like they shot somehow a really funny movie's worth of stuff that just didn't work in the editing room altogether. It didn't all gel well because a lot of comedy is the way that you cut it and it just didn't feel like it flowed very well together and all of the the bits didn't feel like it was really working to create this cohesive whole and some of those bits were just it felt like an snl sketch sometimes like the one (laughs) where the gangsters roll up to shoot the house out they're just standing there firing like over the roof and then the bad guys like like tiptoe away out the i'm just like what I ca- it feels like they were like, okay, we're going to make a comedy for the ladies, but put some guns in it for the guys. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, somebody had a shaker of funny and somebody had a shaker of guns and they just put it over some uncooked pasta. And then they did like tried to serve it at a, at a dinner. And my analogy is breaking down here, but no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> yeah. I think that it, um, it's, it it fell apart at some point or it wasn't good to begin with or something but yeah um yeah. what what were some of the things that you liked about it though um i thought that for the most part bruce willis's chemistry with his co-stars was very funny and th- like mm-hmm. i said earlier this isn't a character of bruce willis we get to see very often even in yeah. his more comedic role like even in the whole 9 yards this he wasn't playing this over the top. I feel like he was much more pared down in the whole nine yards. Cause he was in control. He knew what he wanted. He was like, you know, here to kill some dudes. And Matthew Perry was the ridiculous one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's way toned down in this movie. Yes. And I don't, but not enough. And I think that's another problem in this movie is it really lacks. Um, they both, one of them should have been a little more toned down. I think the, Amanda Pete character tried to play the straight man on that relationship, but she's kind of not really involved in a lot of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's still some funny bits where they're like at the bar uh, and Bruce Willis is getting drunk. I thought there was some funny bits there. And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, all the stuff with the gangsters um, I thought was pretty funny. I didn't think Frank Olsen's um, uh, acting was as bad as as you did, but um, I thought his character was misused. But yeah, yeah, yeah I don't have a lot of good stuff to say about this movie. Unfortunately, <laughs> I loved the Matthew Perry freakout moment towards the end of the movie, um, right before it's revealed that Michael Clark Duncan's uh, sister is the the hired assassin or whatever. He has like a really long like. Uh, like freak out and it's basically like one continuous shot and that part was great um there's several uh great matthew perry moments when he finds out they're having a baby and he just like runs out the room with with frank colson's character like stuck on the laughing gas (laughs) they have to call i thought that he was gonna die there i I thought that they were just gonna kill him and i was like (laughs) yes yeah um yeah, yeah, and then the one at the end, like you talked about, um, it uh, made me wish we had like more Matthew Perry like good comedies after this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, oh well. Yeah, um, there was also a few other lines that uh, I thought were pretty pretty great. Um, one of them was uh, Bruce Willis is like acting a little bit strange. And then he starts praying for their meal in Hebrew. And then Matthew Perry is trying to also get Bruce Willis on his side at this point. So he's just yes anding everything that he does. And he's like, are you praying in Hebrew? And he's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Aren't you Catholic? Devout. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> I was just like, yes, yes. So I love that. At yeah. one point, also, um, Bruce Willis calls. Um, he thinks that Matthew Perry is a squealer, and that's how the bad guys find found out about him. And he's like, "You're a squealer, Remington squeal over here!" Like, told, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. told them yeah. right where we live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of the greatest moments felt improv. I don't know yeah. if that's true or not, but a lot of the 
it felt like some mishmash of improv scenes where they're like, mm-hmm. this is funny. Let's stick this together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my which, all-time... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, that would have been hilarious if it was just completely improv all the way through. That would have been a funny movie. I think yeah. it was the scripted bits that connected it all that probably made it bad. But anyway, keep going. That's funny. That that I mean, that might actually be true. Because all... Well, I don't know... I haven't seen Amanda Pete or the other lady. I'm forgetting what her name is in many movies at all. I don't think really any, um, but obviously Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis and Kevin Pollock are all really, really funny people. So if you just set up a camera and give them kind of a general, um, general idea of what's going on, you could probably make a pretty entertaining movie out of that. So yeah. Maybe, maybe it was a mistake to have a, a shooting script at all, but <laughs> yeah, maybe Natasha yeah. Henstridge. And actually it, you know, it could have been that like Bruce Willis and Matthew Perry were, vibing off each other Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe amanda pete and natasha henstridge wanted a little more structure uh who's who knows i don't yeah yeah, you're right i haven't i haven't really seen much of them their other work either yeah um but my all-time favorite line was when uh bruce willis was talking with amanda pete at the beginning and then um she's like yeah he's he died but like i didn't kill him and then he's just like, I got to say, if the guy's dead, you got to put this in the win column. And putting it in the win column is just such a great visual thing for me. I love I love Excel and rows and columns and shit. So <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> I'm going I'm to keep that one in my back pocket and use that forever. So. I love um, I love how we're really scraping the bottle of positivity here when Josh is like, they referenced <laughs> columns and I love my spreadsheets. I love columns. <laughs> Yeah, if only this movie was like editing an Excel spreadsheet, I would I like it a little wow. bit more. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um, yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, I was also mad at this movie for um, making a whole bit out of uh, Matthew Perry not being able to find the trunk release button in the car. <laughs> I was, like. <laughs> Come on. I thought that was funny. And I loved how they kept bringing it up. They're like, since 1993, every car has had to have a trunk release button. And they're like, no way. And then they can't find it. And later they find it. They're like, yeah, see, I told you since 1993. Uh, I loved it or whatever. I thought that, oh, that was very funny. <laughs> well, I guess uh, mileage may vary. That's that's why you give it the you because you yeah. liked that joke mm-hmm. and I did not That's like that the joke. one joke that got into the you range. Yeah. <laughs> Got into the U range. Yeah. Uh, some interesting trivia to note. Um, the At the beginning of the movie, and actually in the trailer, you see the little like Girl Scout equivalent show up. The uh, uh, open source Girl Scouts. Yeah. To, yeah. To, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but we're just, I'm just going to gloss right over it. Um, <laughs> Public domain Girl Scout version. or uh... Yeah. That, that makes more sense. Open <laughs> yeah. source Girl Scouts. Well, you know, you know, um, probably, probably my phraseology there might be. Uh, less that good. was uh, Tallulah Willis, Bruce yep. Willis's daughter. Um, so that's a fun little call out. I wonder. And I did when I was watching it. I was like, "Who is this adorable little girl? She's so funny." And I was like, "Oh, it's this kid." That makes sense. Yeah, you need psychotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it would be funny to know, like. Did um, was this like just a fun thing between Matthew Perry and Bruce Willis, or was this like a studio pushing for this movie, or what? I don't know, but I mean, based on the fact that uh, uh, Matthew Perry was in what was that one other Bruce Willis movie we watched? Oh, The Kid, where he was like that one oh, crazy yeah. stranger in that one scene, um, as kind of a favor to Bruce Willis and just to have fun. I think that they probably did enjoy working with each other at least yeah. at some point. And I would guess that it wasn't that hard to get both of them on board to work with each other again. That's the sense that I get at least. Yep. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about Bruce Willis's performance anymore? Do you have anything other specifics you want to say about his? Um, no, I, I think, I think Bruce Willis is, uh, he's good in this movie. It's just the, the movie around him is not so good. Um, but He's not bad which, at all. Which, coming from our our list of movies, there are plenty of movies where Bruce Willis is bad and the movie is like okay around him, mm-hmm. um, where he's just not his performance is 
real cardboard. What, um, what's an example of one of those? Do you think? Uh, what was that movie with um, where they the siege? I think was an example. Oh yeah, he is bad in the siege. <laughs> um, maybe Mercury Rising. Hmm. Mm. I actually liked his performance in Mercury Rising, but uh, Last Man Standing, I didn't like. Oh, that okay, yeah, he was he was pretty uh pretty milk toast in that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, not a, not like if they put somebody else in there, the movie would be great. But just yeah. the, the movie was okay, and he was really just kind of poo poo in it. Um, this movie, on the other hand, I thought he I really enjoyed him. The rest of the movie mm-hmm. was, was poo poo. Yep. Yep, totally agreed, totally agreed. Which is, it's nice to always get to see something like that um, where he's work, he's he's trying, he's trying to elevate the movie. Plenty of examples where Bruce Willis is one of the best things about the movie. Like The Jackal, I think, is a great example mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Armageddon, mm-hmm. lo- lots, lots of examples of Bruce Willis being the best part about a movie. Um, not you, the bonfire of the vanities. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> there is no best part of that movie. No, nope. uh, the bonfire. I like the part where the movie, the movie ended. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the movie still had a great opening one shot. It's true. It's true. That is good. That is good. Uh, okay. Let's talk box office then. Sounds good. Sounds I'm sure good. This movie oh, made lots of money. Oh yeah, gobs. Um, I was gonna say though, uh, before we talk about box office. One thing that I did note, and I think that largely when people complain about sequels that have lower, um, uh, I can't remember what the thing is called, MPAA, or whatever our rating system is called in the US, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but this movie is very much a PG-13 movie, and it barely feels like a PG-13 movie, whereas the first one was rated R. Did you remember like lots of language in the first one? No, but... Um, because I know that there was we got some tea in the first one, but I seem to remember a lot of the bloody scenes oh, yeah. were a lot more gruesome, and I yeah. think that that was a a thing that really helped that movie because you would just be in these ridiculous moments and then it'd be super gruesome. You're like, what the fuck is this movie? Well, I and I kind of I wonder, like like I was saying earlier, I wonder if the target audience was because they made it younger. That mm-hmm. was why the script feels so stupid some of the times. I think what what was great about mm. Whole Nine Yards was it was a R-rated comedy, so mm-hmm. they could have some shootouts where people died and yeah. other ridiculous stuff going on um, and swearing and other stuff that felt the, like kind of stabilized the movie a little bit, and then they could mm-hmm. be silly. Whereas this movie, they didn't have anything to really stabilize it, and then they're just like, let's make a sound effect when he shakes his head back and forth. Yeah. Uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it just is like, this movie feels like it's made for children, but yeah, it's obviously not. So yeah, that's definitely the feeling that I got between the two movies. So I just wanted to bring, bring that's attention good call to that. Out, though. Good yeah. Call. But what I was going to say is I don't think a PG 13 movie being a PG 13 movie means that it's going to be bad. Like I, one of my oh, favorite no. movies of all time is the Lord of the Rings. And like everyone loves Indiana Jones movies and stuff. And, um, even though the the first two Indiana Jones movies are technically rated PG, they kind of started PG-13, especially the second one, really kicked off that rating. Um, yeah. so, you, can have, you can have good PG-13 comedies. I just think they tried totally. to take the formula of the last one and make it a PG-13. And I... Yep. Yeah. So I think, that, I think it was uh, squeezed in the wrong places and didn't really work. Um, so... Uh, we've compared this movie a lot to the whole nine yards, so I'm going to continue doing that for the box office So and the budget. So the budget for the whole nine yards, keep in mind that it's four years earlier, so there is a slight difference in the budget as far as inflation goes. Um, so the whole nine yards originally had a budget of $41.3 million dollars. Um, which in 2021 dollars would be about 62 million dollars, 62.7. Man, that feels so expensive. Yeah, it does. So that was the whole nine yards. 
the whole 10 yards was produced for $40 million four years later, um, which translates to $55.4 million in 2021 dollars. So um, about roughly $7 million less if you're comparing them same years and everything. Um, that movie made $106.4 million at the box office. So it had a profit of $65 million. This movie against a $40 million budget made $26.2 million. So it lost the studio $13.8 million. Ouch. Um, So between the two movies, the studio is still netting quite positive, but this movie really, really put it in the hole and the whole nine yards didn't have a crazy high rotten tomato score. Like it had a 43%. This movie has a 4%. So (laughs) it's just all across the board. If you compare it to the first movie, which both of us liked a decent amount, um, not, not our favorite movie or anything. It just boom, 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 (laughs) way down the list. I think, I think even outside of Bruce Willis, um, like our you know internal rated movies, I would rate whole nine yards above a forty three percent. Like I would probably put it in the seventy percentile category. Um, yeah, and like I'd be okay recommending it to people. Like if they're like, yeah. hey, what's a good what's a good comedy? Well, that's twenty some years old, and I'd be like, that's a weird question, <laughs> but here you go. Um, I'm looking for a pre nine eleven comedy from yeah. the early two thousands, <laughs> preferably set in Canada, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, really interested in people named Oz, and yeah. I've already watched The Wizard of Oz. You have any yeah. recommendations yeah. for me? <laughs> I've watched The Wizard of Oz and that HBO series Oz, so I need the comedy and I'm not around. A, <laughs> I'm not a big James Franco fan, so I skipped out on that movie. But <laughs> oh yeah, Did, yeah. What was what was that movie? Was it just called Oz? It's called it's called James Franco's Last Big Movie. That's what it was called. Oh, I was before people were like, maybe sexual assault isn't that bad when he made the artist and yeah, then everyone else yeah, yeah. was like, oh, no, it's still bad. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that Frank uh, or sorry, J.K. Simmons was in the TV show Oz. Yeah. J.K. Simmons is in uh, he's in a lot of stuff and he's always so good in every single thing. I watched um, um, Legend. Uh, like a couple episodes of that show back when it aired in the 90s early 2000s and hmm. no thank you i don't see a movie called oz um it, i can't remember what the fuck that movie is called if oz the great and powerful oz yeah there you go there you gotcha, go gotcha, gotcha, yeah gotcha, gotcha. um uh, this movie was in the news recently and i was like what about it oh it was sam raimi movie oh because sam raimi directed it yeah i was like why why were people just recently talking about this? It's because Sam Raimi was in it. Wow. What a cast. James Franco, Michelle Williams, Rachel Weiss, yeah. Kunis, Zach Braff. Bill and Tom. I haven't watched it, but apparently it's interesting because it it had to use stuff from the book, but it couldn't use stuff from the movie. And a lot of the iconography that we think of as being from The Wizard of Oz is from the movie, not the book. So yeah. It was... Uh, Having grown up in the Midwest, uh, Wizard of Oz is a big deal there. So there's like a museum and oh yeah, all the all the flims and flams. Well, yeah, this movie looks up... bad, but uh, I would uh, I would watch it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that it it is in my letterboxed watch list, but so are about a billion other movies. So oh, a billion, huh? A billion, um, one billion. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that's the uh, that's. That's them uh them box office numbers. Alrighty. Next up we're gonna talk Star Trek Connections. Connections. Um there was several for this movie. Uh I'm gonna call out three. First up is Robert Roosler. He played policeman number two in the whole ten yards. Hmm. Um I know. Not as good as Policeman 1, but still a good policeman as far as yeah. police, policemen go. He was a character in Star Trek Enterprise called Orgoth. And if you don't remember who Orgoth was, he was a pirate. Hmm. So he, he was a brigand. He stole things. Uh, next up is Amy Piatz in The Whole Ten Yards. She was a waitress. 
And in Star Trek, she was in an episode of Star Trek Gener- Next Generation playing Lieutenant Rhodes, which was a security officer in one episode. Did she die? Presumably, it, the memory alpha page was long because it was apparently like she was the main character in that episode, and I was like, don't don't know, don't remember. Um, <laughs> and finally, to round it out, we have your boy Frank Coulson, Coulson, oh. Coulson. Oh. Uh, I recognize him mostly from Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh, uh, he's great in that. Yeah, he's. Uh, He's a very recognizable, he's a very recognizable fella. Um, he's in one episode of Star Trek as a Cardassian called Gol Dalak. Dolak. Is that next gen or is that DS9? That's next gen. It's in oh. the episode called uh, Ensign Row, I believe, which is probably the whole plot line about her being like a Bajoran undercover spy. That whole plot line from Star Trek Next Generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers and- for the Next Generation season six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, if you're listening, you either care or you don't care. And if oh, you care, yeah. you probably already cared. And if you don't care, you don't care. That's yep. that's my logic. Yep. That's my logic. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. That's the Star Trek Connections. Awesome. It's too bad that we didn't have any connections to the original series, like with uh, George Takei or something. Or not George Takei, with... Uh, fuck, what is his name? It's going to make some Chekhov's List joke, but oh. I fucked it up. So, oh. Man, I cannot remember what the guy's oh. name is that plays Chekhov. Uh, the fuck? A- Anto- no. No, that's, that's a new that's one. That's a new Star Trek. R.I.P. Anton Yelkin. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, he- I don't... I also don't remember so the last guy. He was the, so good. He, I think he's still alive. My dad's probably screaming right now while he's listening to this podcast because he's a big Star Trek trivia person. Hey, feel free to tweet at us. Yeah. TikTok, TikTok <laughs> us. We're just trying to keep our engagement up. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll just say wrong things and tell people message us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, if we don't get an email from Nathan for a few episodes, I know we're doing something right. Yep. <laughs> So true, so true. All right. Um, speaking of doing something right. <laughs> Go on. I was going to vamp into something that we were, were too too soon for, too soon. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah. Um, so before <laughs> we do something right, <laughs> we got to do something wrong, which is putting it in our Bruce Willis list. So... We've been ranking every single Bruce Willis movie that we've watched as they've come up, and it's all got a spot. Um, We don't organize them alphabetically. We organize them from top all the way down to the bitter bottom. That's where do you? That's a good way to describe it: from the top to the bottom. From the top to the bottom. I'd hate to organize it any other way. Uh, so just to just to remind everybody, this is our 39th um, ranked movie, correct? Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Um, yep. And whole nine yards was number 11 for both of us. That is correct. I am going to put this movie at number 27. Right above Mortal Thoughts and right below Mercury's Rising. Mmm. Mmm. Mine's also touching uh, touching one of those movies. Um, that sounds weird, but all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm putting mine at 29. So it's tickling Mercury Rising at number 30. And it's right below Armageddon at number 28. Because as much as I fucking hate Armageddon, at least that movie does some stuff. This movie just dinks around for a couple hours and then calls it a day. It's not even a couple hours long. It's literally 99 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, plus yep. uh, this Armageddon gives us, we don't know nothing about drilling. 
we don't know nothing about drilling. Also, Armageddon gave us uh, the most recent NASA mission, question mark. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> we, uh, I was going to save that for our little bonus talk because oh, fair he- enough. heaven knows people don't like it when we stray from our topics. Yeah, when we I'll gib just, and gab I'll, about other I'll shit. Tease it, I'll tease it here. Mm, a little uh, tease. Bruce Willis was trending on Twitter, and not for a bad reason. <laughs> that's the first time since we've been recording this podcast where that's been happening. <laughs> uh, I th- yeah, I think you're right. I think you're yep. Right. Um, okay, cool. Well, now it's time to do what's left. Get it? Because last time you said it was what was right. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even catch on to that at first. Yeah, I, I saw your camera. Or I saw your face IRL or not IRL in real time as you're just like, what? What? IRT. Beach ball emoji. Beach ball emoji. Oh, you don't get that because you don't have a Mac. Uh, fair. Fair. Uh, oh, is that the spinning wheel thing that's like yeah. loading? Loading. What's hmm. the Windows equivalent? Oh, the hourglass. It is an hourglass. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't see that much anymore. I felt like that was kind of a an era of that is a, that's a bygone era because – now my computer, if it doesn't want to work, it'll just turn off or I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, I sh- maybe should have brought, maybe I should save this for the bonus chit chat. But with the advent of cheaper video cards, uh, I'm hoping other computer prices go down and maybe I can actually upgrade my computer. I have like an okay video card, but the rest of my computer is like in the slopper and. <laughs> Um, not that it really matters because all the games I play are like from 1992 mm-hmm. and, uh, but it'd be nice to just have like a neat, a neato, neato machino. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to play jazz ball, I want to play it in 4k mm-hmm. at 120, 144 frames a second. Whatever frames per second the kids are using these days. Yeah. I just, that's well, the all I the, want. all the frames. Like if you could just bank up some frames. Yeah. Uh, that'd be good for me. If we still have any listeners on this episode, <laughs> thanks for sticking around. We didn't put any ads in, but we did put that in. So I guess yep. if you're listening to us at like 1.75 speed, it's probably over too fast for you to skip. Well, speaking of skip, do you know what <laughs> Do you know what uh, part of the episode we're at? Joshua. The part that nobody skips at all. The part where, where we where we say our, our favorite phrase. Yeah. If this was a DVD menu from the early 2000s, this would be unskippable. Mm-hmm. 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 The, like, what we're saying is, is that this segment is as important as the FBI warning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that segment that Josh is referring to is the Wheel of Willis. And what do we say every time we spin the Wheel of Willis? We say together... In sync, whisk, whisk that, that wheel. wheel. It has been whisked. That's my sound effect. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, okay, okay. So this this is a great question. I don't know who asked this question, but I love it very dearly. And if you want to is... submit your own questions, email us willswaypod at gmail Thank you for everyone who has sent these in. Yes, yes, thank you. Thank you to everybody. And um, if you're going to do that, do it sooner rather than later, probably, because um, this... <laughs> sounded uh, ominous. Well, we're running... We're, we've got a limited number of Bruce Willis movies at this point. And oh, when we fair. started, uh, Bruce Willis was... But it's um, a wheel. It's not like uh, it's not like they're added at the bottom of a list and will never get picked. Oh, true, true. So I guess uh, you can add these whenever you want to. <laughs> the the world is your oyster, send, but send them in soon because Josh but, might not be able to read them for long. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Um, so this this question was submitted um, by somebody before we started crediting submissions, and the question is, how different would this movie be if Bruce Willis's character had a rock in his shoe the whole time? Um, 
There's a part in the beginning of the movie when he's wearing bunny slippers. <laughs> and having a little pebble in that would have made it would have been pretty funny. Mhm. Mhm. There's also another part where um they <laughs> they make a being gay into a silly little joke. Um and Bruce Willis steps out of a bed fully nude. Um, that would be pretty funny if he still had a rock like stuck between his toes at that point. He's still just wearing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we see his ass in that movie, right? So the last we movie do. we got some T, this movie we got some A. Yep, yep. Uh, pretty soon we'll have collected all the Infinity Stones <laughs> of the, <laughs> the, the different different parts of bodies that can be shown nude. Like we got the hand Infinity Stone forever ago, yeah. so we're just waiting on waiting on these last few gems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> boy, yeah. the snap is gonna do something different than uh, <laughs> it will. I'm gonna be using uh, my gloves differently than Thanos did. Oh no. <laughs> Oh fuck! All right, uh, <laughs> I like lost track of where we were because of this discussion. <laughs> oh my! Well, I think that's gonna wrap up this episode. Uh, where there's a Willis, there's a way. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on social media at Willis Way Pod. You can email us WillisWayPod at gmail dot com. Find all of our old episodes. WillisWayPod dot com you can find me online on twitter and instagram at k that's k-m-a-r-t-i-n-i-x or you can find my blog at kmartinix.com joshua how about you and you can find me on twitter at joshing carter next oh sorry next oh. time we'll be covering a movie but we're not going to tell you i forgot the order there for a second <laughs> it, it is pretty confusing though because um you have to read i ran into this problem earlier where i was just skipping things over doing the mm-hmm. fun parts mm-hmm. i mean it's all fun yeah so yeah yeah few games there's few games but it's all fun oh yes yes uh anyway yeah so every um every single episode we uh, like to end this podcast with a tasty little treat to uh, close out the show so tasty treats can just be any sort of recommendation, could be media, could be go take a walk, could be adopt a dog, have a kid, um, mm-hmm. grow old and move to Florida. Like any of these could be tasty treats. That last one's probably not recommended. No, it's not recommended except for the very hardy. <laughs> yeah. And those um, of you who can breathe underwater. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I forgot that they're going through a hellish time right now. <laughs> and I have friends that live in Florida, so I don't know how I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's probably because they're, um, they mercifully just had like a very, very bad rainstorm, but they weren't super affected by it. But oh, okay. do your friends listen to this podcast? Uh, no, they don't. Oh, well, they should. Yeah. They should. They should. Um, yeah. So, Kendrick, what is your tasty treat for this episode? My tasty treat for this episode is a movie that came out recently by director George Miller, uh, most well-known for Mad Max Fury Road and Mad Max, Mad Max 2, Beyond the Thunderdome, all the Mad Max movies, and along with Babe. Babe, Pig in the City, uh-huh. and Happy, <laughs> Happy, Happy Feet 2, I think. And uh, Happy Feet 1, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, you might be right. Um, uh, this movie is that... I am recommending is called 3000 years of longing stars Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Hmm. Um, it is kind of a love story to the art of storytelling. Uh, definitely different from the rest of his movies that he's made, but I still find it uh, fun to watch and mm-hmm. I would recommend it. So that's 3000 years of longing on, I think it's in theaters. It'll probably be released on video on demand. Funny story about this movie i don't know if you use google calendar but most of you probably do Mm -hmm. in in google calendar you might be aware that there is a shortcut when you title something if you put the time in the title it takes that automatically um so for example for say you're going to record a podcast at two o'clock 
you would go into Google Calendar and you'd say 2 p.m. record podcast. And then it automatically creates it at 2 p.m. versus like creating it and then going in and selecting the time. Oh. Well, I I was going to go see 3,000 Years of Belonging, uh, you know, <laughs> on a Wednesday night or whatever. And I went into my Google Calendar and I clicked on an event and I was like 3,000 Years of Belonging. Uh, and I, I don't remember why I put the time or whatever, 6 p.m. or something. And it created a Google Calendar event that was 3,000 years long. And it was just called Of Longing. And immediately my whole calendar fills up. And I'm like, what happened? And then I'm like, very of... booked. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I was like, Of Longing. And I clicked on it and it was like 6 p.m. September 15th through September 15th, 5022. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> so, good on Google, I guess, for supporting events that go out 3,000 years. Yeah. It'd, it'd be funny if some alarm just went off in Google headquarters like, warning, someone made an event that lasted 3,000 years. I need a Google Meet the whole time, so you better be ready. Oh um, man, that's yeah. so good. That's a that's a funny little story. That's so good. My uh, my favorite George Miller tidbit is that he um, was going to make a uh, Justice League movie back when the writers' strike happened, I believe, in like two thousand or maybe it was the movie fell apart. But like late two thousands, he was going to make a Justice League movie for DC, and then they pulled the plug on it and. Rarely have I been as mad at DC. So, mm. boo on them. Um, what is your tasty treat, Josh? Yeah, so my tasty treat, um, I tried to pick something that kind of relates. This movie has some uh, gung-ho shooting times in it. And so I wanted to recommend a thing that has gung-ho shooting times. So I'm going to recommend the game Max Payne 3. Mm. And if you haven't played any of the Max Payne games, the first two games are super, super, super solid and also kind of old. And they're getting remastered that's coming out within the next year or so. So you can play through those games or you can wait for the the new one to come out. But Max Max Payne 3 is super, super solid. Um, made by, I believe, Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar, not Rocksteady. Um, And it's a very linear sort of game that has a lot of um, bullet time sorts of stuff in it. And it's uh, uh, it's a joy. It's maddening at times, but it is uh, so perfectly crafted from a moment-to-moment gameplay setup that I just can't help but love it. So my tasty treat is Max Payne 3. That's great. I love that recommendation. Okay, now I can tell you what movie we're talking next time. That movie is Hostage. Dun, dun, dun. Have you seen Hostage, Josh? Um, I haven't, although this movie did have a hostage in it. So it's nice Ooh. that they're tangentially related. True Shay, true Shay. Uh, do you want to make a prediction? Um, I'm going to predict that there's going to be a hostage in this oh, movie. Oh, wow. Way to go for the $1 <laughs> bet there. Uh, I mean, all right, I'm going to I'm going to make you double down here. Is Bruce Willis the hostage, the hostage taker or the hostage rescuer? Um, I already know, so I'm going to oh. I'm going to uh abstain courteously well that's no fun yep i'm gonna guess guess? that my prediction is that bruce willis has to reload a gun in this movie Ooh, ooh. i think that this movie is going to have uh bruce willis have a pistol and it's gonna fire out like 35 shots oh yeah okay that's cool in one clip so that's yeah. that's my prediction. So no reloading. You're going no reloading. No, no clip. Yep. Yep. He he turned on his unlimited ammo cheat and <laughs> just used that as the movies often do. Uh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for this episode. We'll see you later. Bye bye. Bye. Oh yes, it's fun time. Fun time. Fun time. Fun time. Let's
Oh man, we did not do our do our duties. Yeah. So speaking of not do our duties, um, last episode, the uh, we just like for the bonus episode, we're just like talking. There was no intro like, hey, I'm Josh and I'm Kendrick. So I had to record like a little, a little, hey, this is Josh and we're dumb guys who forgot to introduce <laughs> our own show. <laughs> we didn't sign off either. So we didn't like drop like, here's how you can follow us and everything. Oh, man. So, yeah, it was pretty funny. I think we hadn't. Yeah, it was like I had planned on doing that. And then all of a sudden we started talking about topics mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I guess we're going. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff we packed into that. Uh, oh yeah, what a what a wild episode. 